0: Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book that I've written, where you can find my other media, and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now here's today's episode. So for a few months now, we've been in the series on understanding narcissism, and we spent a number of weeks learning how to recognize it, what it looks like in churches, in organizations, at work, ways to protect yourself, and the three main ways that we've talked about in order of how we can protect ourselves in narcissistic cultures or situations or individuals is a strong sense of self. And we've spent some time on that, building confidence on leaning into your faith and being able to rest in the goodness of God, letting him give us wisdom and um, accessing his presence for a greater sense of peace and purpose and direction. And now we're going to spend several weeks on looking at boundaries, because healthy boundaries are one of the main ways that we protect ourselves in toxic situations, narcissistic environments. Overall, it's just super important to have boundaries. And as I've been working with people, I find that there is a tremendous amount of guilt when people start to try to correct, adjust, make their boundaries healthier, that a lot of times that their um, efforts get disrupted. So today we're going to talk about uh, the idea of guilt and boundaries, and also some ideas on that. It doesn't have to be a confrontation to make adjustments in your boundaries. So, um, so before we get into that, you may know that I have a new digital book that I'm offering. It's called Understanding Your Dreams. This is a free ebook. And in the book, I talk about three sources of dreams, seven keys to unlock the meaning and symbols of your dreams, and eight principles to help you determine whether a dream might be from God. I include tips and strategies that can help you use your dreams to grow as a person and to grow and deepen your faith. So just follow the link and you can request your copy. So as we get into our topic today on boundaries, I want to start with the quiz. And the material I'm sharing today is from my latest book. Uh, this one is on Amazon. It's it's not a free book. It's called Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness, Keys to Break Free. Those of you who are watching the video, it's in the background there. So one of the chapters of this book is called Healthy Personal Boundaries. So the quiz, I'm going to read to you the questions on, this is from page 55, I think. So in the last episode, I gave you a quiz on boundaries. This one is a little bit different. So when you're thinking about the answers to this quiz, you might want to think about one particular relationship in your life where you have some questions Or maybe you know your boundaries aren't quite where they need to be. So think about these. Number one, sometimes I neglect things I should be doing in order to be with this person or to help this person. Number two, I often violate my own conscience in order to stay connected to this person. I have often told myself that I need to take space and step back but I can't. Number four, my friends or family have expressed concern about this relationship. Number five, my moods are controlled by how things are going with this person or how they're doing. Number six, I don't feel good about myself when things aren't going well with this person. Number seven, I put up with things I shouldn't from them. Number eight, I let them talk me into things. Number nine, my thoughts are focused on this person too much of the time. Number 10, I often neglect my own well-being to focus on this person. Number 11, I make excuses for this person. Number 12, I often reassure myself that they will change and number 13, I can help them or I need them. So the more questions that you answered, yes, there's no grade, there's no diagnosis. But the more questions that you answered, yes, that probably means things are, are not where they need to be. And you definitely want to make some adjustments. And let me say before I get into this also, that most of the things I'm suggesting are kind of, they're low confrontation. They're uh, pretty generic. They don't guarantee that you're going to get more of what you want, but at least it's moving you in the right direction. But if you are not physically safe, then um, you may not be able to to do any of these things I'm suggesting. So I'm going to assume that you are safe. But if you're not, uh, there's a National Domestic Abuse Hotline, and you can Google that. They have a phone number. They have a chat line. So if you're in that situation where you are not physically safe, you might want to uh, get some support from the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. Okay, so I'm going to proceed assuming that this is a safe situation. Now, that doesn't mean the other person is going to celebrate, hooray, you're you're adjusting your boundaries. I mean, you might be fortunate and the person may be happy that you're being more communicative, more clear, but sometimes you get resistance. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But there are so many times people feel guilty when they start to adjust their boundaries. And this is because... They tell themselves they're being selfish, they're being unreasonable. But actually what happens is that you're used to doing things a certain way. And if you're too concerned about another person's approval or if you have an unhealthy attachment level of dependency on this person or if you fear rejection, even if that wouldn't happen, especially, I guess, if it would. But there can be a lot of different reasons why people are reluctant to be clear about their needs. And a lot of times it still feels like guilt. But healthy guilt is when we violate our conscience, where there's uh, right or wrong, and we choose what we know is wrong, either damaging to ourselves, damaging to another person, and that is different from making someone else uncomfortable. A relationship involves give and take. And so each person makes adjustments to the other. And I'm talking about adult relationships. So if we're looking at parent-child situations, uh, employment situations, if the policeman pulls you over because you're speeding, These are not the rules you follow. This is for adult peer relationships. So those other relationships and situations in life, there are different rules we need to consider. So I mentioned that people feel guilty. They think I'm being selfish. Um, I'm not being reasonable. Well, they need me to do this or we start making excuses for the other person and we feel some guilt when we're just appropriately... Expecting some kind of fair treatment. And if you're not getting that, sometimes it's because you're not being clear. But other times, maybe you've been clear over and over, and the person is disregarding your needs, your feelings. And if you are a person who gives in to guilt, this is going to be an effort for you. So here's some things that you can say to yourself if you tend to go into that guilt mode when you start to think about setting a boundary because you're going to need to change how you talk to yourself. As I mentioned, not all guilt comes from God. Sometimes it just comes from our own upbringing, our own fear of rejection. There can be lots of things going on there. So instead, you can say to yourself, I'm just taking care of myself. This is necessary if I want to be healthy. People who love me do not expect me to be their slave. If I don't say what I mean and stick to it, no one will take me seriously. Remember, Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. I think that's in Matthew 5. So that means we're allowed to say no, doesn't it? It's okay if sometimes people adjust to what I need. You might need to tell yourself that for a while. We talked about those three modes. If you're the rescuer, uh, the rescuer is probably going to have the most guilt I think when setting a boundary, passive person might also, but it seems like it comes up a lot with people who excessively do caretaking. And I'm teaching others to be selfish when I always adjust to them. So those are things to keep in mind. So what do you do if you uh, have tried to communicate what you want or need and you kind of get dismissed? Well, maybe you've heard the uh, strategy of using I sentences. An I sentence, I'm going to read some out of the book. I would like it if you call me if you're running late. I feel upset when you call me a name because I feel like you don't respect me. I'm not comfortable with that. Let me think about it. Or I need time to think about that. We don't have to give an immediate decision. So let me give you a sample of not a good eye sentence. So I saw this in a movie and I thought it was pretty comical because when we get frustrated, many people they start saying you, and that's more blaming. Like, well, why do you always do that? You never do this or that. You're getting into confrontation possibly if you use these I sentences, you're not really being confrontational. The thing I saw in the movie, the woman was very frustrated with the man who kept doing this one thing over and over. And she said, I feel sad when you are a liar and when I can't trust you because you, and then she goes on and on. It's like, okay, that's not an I sentence anymore. It's the I feel sad. Okay, but the other stuff, It just shifted back into the blaming. So when we go into blaming, we're going to have a confrontation. And again, using these I sentences, they position you to negotiate. They allow the other person to consider your needs. But if you've tried to talk to them about this over and over and they don't respond to what you're saying, then I consider that a boundary issue. And so you have to rethink, am I going to get what I need from this person voluntarily? It's pretty hard to make another adult change, uh, pretty close to impossible. So you might wanna rethink kind of the intensity of your involvement with them. Maybe you need to impose a consequence For example, again, a simple consequence. The next time that you don't contact me, I'm just going to eat without you. Or the next time you're late picking me up, I'm just going to go. Again, you want to try to lay the foundation of polite communication. But there gets to be a point with people, especially selfish or narcissistic people or stubborn people or whatever, where maybe they're used to you giving in and you can politely without a lot of drama say, well, you know, this keeps happening. So next time I'm going to have to, you know, just leave without you. I hope that won't happen, but I'm going to need to take care of myself. So if there are times it's appropriate and if you are prone to guilt, it's going to be very hard for you to do that. But there are people that will never adjust to you There are people who will adjust if you give them an opportunity, but there are others where they're going to try to pressure you, try to make you feel guilty, try to make you feel unreasonable if you speak up a little bit for yourself. But as long as it's safe, then it's healthy to start to be more authentic and not just give in. So again, just another point about motives. When we When we are reluctant to set boundaries, then it may mean that we are enabling another person where we have an unhealthy uh, attempt to try to fix them, where we're making excuses for them, or maybe too much of our uh, sense of worth and identity is tied into that relationship. So we get back to that idea of finding balance in our relationships building our confidence in a way where we're not so dependent on other people, where we're more interdependent. And uh, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of codependent. And actually codependent, that term gets misused. But codependent means you're overly invested on changing or fixing another person who isn't invested in maturing themselves. So we don't want to be in that mode. And the, the quiz at the beginning kind of gets into that. That's what that was tapping into. So I want to pray a blessing for us. Lord, I thank you that you want us to have healthy relationships, that you love us, that you want to be the source of our power and confidence. So I pray that you would help each each of us be honest with ourselves about any reasons where we are not being authentic in a healthy way, where we're not expecting something reasonable from other people, where we're making excuses and making it easy for them to stay in a dysfunctional rut. So I pray, Lord, that you would bless this listener with one step that they can do to move towards a healthier balance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend. Talk to you next time. We'll we'll be looking more at boundaries.